0: Good afternoon collectors and friends. Welcome to Trading Card Therapy, episode number 54. Well, just a few days ago was the big game, it was the Super Bowl, and I hope you all enjoyed I hope you all enjoyed it. It was a very slow first half, certainly a much more exciting second half. But what I want to know, drop in the comments and tell me what you thought was the best Super Bowl commercial this year. My favorite commercial from this year's Super Bowl was the one with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. I don't remember which casino or if it was a betting app, but it had to do with gambling. And something happened along the lines of Brady's asking about it, how it works, or the free you know, money giveaway or something. And Vince Vaughn goes, top. You won enough already, man, it was great. But absolutely like 1B was the Duncan commercial with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, it's fantastic. Let me know in the comments which one was your favorite uh, Super Bowl commercial this year. Next week, we're going to start a new feature on trading card therapy. We're going to start a mailbag. So if you have any questions about the hobby, Specifically vintage cards, it's really my forte, but I've been around the hobby for a long time, actually a few decades, in fact, makes me feel like an old man. Let me know what your question is, simply put it into the comments of that particular episode of Trading Card Therapy, I'll make sure that I review it before next week's episode, and I will try to answer as many of the questions as I can. A couple announcements, upcoming on February 24th. We are having a Tops Rip Party at our store here in Summit, New Jersey. You can find us at 4 Chatham Road. And it's going to be, it, I believe it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And see you know, we'll have some stuff for sale. Of course, there'll be free pizza and soda and all that kind of stuff. However, one of the most exciting parts of this party is going to be that Tops is actually sending our store some exclusive freebies. And they're going to other stores as well. It's not exclusive to us. And we're not allowed to sell them. The only way that you can get them is if you come on down to the Tops Rip Party. And it's only while supplies last. So first come, first serve. I hope you guys and gals can come and make it with your kids. It's going to be a really fun baseball card party. The other announcement I want to share is we're going to be uh, set up and exhibiting at the Philly Card Show from March 8th to 10th. And that weekend, on March 10th, that Sunday, is going to be the conclusion of our next big Vintage Breaks event. You can learn about all of the really cool vintage card prizes, as well as break credit and some other really interesting things that you may win. It's all going down on March 10th. We um, cut everything off and give away the prizes at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're not able to tune in that night or that weekend and you still want to get a recap of who won what, all you have to do is go to our YouTube channel at YouTube dot, excuse me, youtube.com slash Vintage Breaks. And if you want to see our full inventory of well over 100 different breaks for sale, simply check out vintagebreaks.com. Next thing I wanted to cover, and this is an interesting one. I want to give a shout out to um, it's midlife. Excuse me. Uh, let me make sure I wrote this down properly. Midlife sports cards on YouTube and he had an interesting topic just the other day talking about basically someone had asked about the top five vintage baseball players that you would you advise someone to collect buy hang on to their cards etc for a long time and I believe he said two criteria he was considering one of them was name recognition And the other one was the historical significance of that particular player and or their accomplishments. And so for me, the first two were like I was dead on with him, Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson. But at the end of this, I want to know who your five are in the comments. The other three, it's kind of all over the board. But then I have a buddy down here at our offices in our store today, and I asked him, and so stay tuned till the end of this little bit, because some of these answers may surprise you. So the other three, and this is in no particular order, and I'm not even saying Ruth and Jackie are one and two, but just that's like what came to mind uh, to start. So you have a couple Yankees in addition to Ruth, Mantle and Garrick, okay? But then you have major, major stars of the 50s, like Clemente, Mays, and Aaron. Some people think that Mays may be the best player that ever lived. And, of course, if Ted Williams maybe doesn't miss a bunch of time due to his service to our country, maybe he holds God knows which records. But he is, in many people's opinion, the best hitter of all time. And then this was someone, of course, I had on my list – And even though he's now been mentioned after the others, it's, once again, not in order. Absolutely Ty Cobb, because many argue that he was one of the best hitters of all time. And then the next one was me, but the one after is my buddy. And I think this one's interesting. So I put Shoeless Joe on there because he's got the name recognition and he certainly has historical significance. He may not ever be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think that matters in this case. But let me know in the comments what your thoughts are. So my buddy's um, name that he chose that was a little bit different outside the others like we aligned on, you know, he didn't name necessarily all the ones that I did and vice versa, but one that I did not have on my list, but he's, he's beloved by many is the all time hit leader, Pete Rose. And I can see the smile on his face when he, you know, he's, he loves the guy. So let me know. Just because Shula Show's not in the hall, just because P. Rose isn't in the hall, should both or one of those be in the top five? Of vintage baseball players to collect, once again, as Midlife Sports Card said, this is for entertainment purposes only. This is not meant to be financial advice. Last question I had on that topic. What pitchers? Because it's hard to put pitchers there, but I put down Cy Young, and to me, There should be no pitcher that comes to mind unless you grew up in the 50s and 60s, and then I think it could be Koufax and or Bob Gibson. But the two pitchers I put down were Cy Young and Koufax, and I'd be curious, those out there, listen, I'm aware of Walter Johnson and Christy Matthews. I mean, there's so many greats. um, But I wanted to limit the list. I tended to, of course, you can see, the list was um, mainly hitters. I added a couple pitchers. I'd like to know your thoughts. Be interested to hear. Let me know. All right, so next up on the agenda, this is a really short one. We were having a meeting earlier today here at Just Collect. And we were talking about card shows and which ones to go to. And you know, there's a number of really good card show calendars in our hobby. I don't know um, which one, you know, necessarily we use offhand. So if you have one that you like, let us know in the comments. The reason I'm bringing this up is because the big shows like Philly, you know, not only does it have its own website, thephillyshow.com, but it's also on many of these other leading card show calendars that are on the web. But where I think we can do better as a hobby, if you're a small card show and you're not being listed anywhere and you don't have your own website for it, I'd like to know. I think others might like to know. So if you have a small card show and you want to get plugged, please drop your card show in the chat and I'll make sure I mention you on a future episode of Trading Card Therapy. And I'll also reach out, once I talk to the team afterwards, to any of the big card show calendars and let you see them get you listed. Because to me, right, I want to know all the time when there's a show local, local to me in Hoboken and... I feel like even though I check all the calendars, inevitably I hear about a show They're like, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, it was a really good 100-table show, 60-table show. I think Rob and the Burbank Show is going to do fantastic this weekend. But we're not talking about those types of big shows like that. in Philly. Because, once again, they have their own website. They're doing a ton of marketing. they got a decent-sized advertising budget, so on and so forth. But let's try to get some of the smaller card shows out there to be known in the respective communities across our country, and at the very least, maybe increase hobby awareness, get some more customers to these shows, and maybe get a few more collectors into the hobby we all love. All right, I'm going to save my MJ stuff for last. But we were talking about, uh, this is interesting, Um, we were talking about card shows and... You know, Hobby Love, and it was Valentine's Day the other day. And just really, what's going on at these conventions? And we already know that there's buying and selling. We already know that there's trading, and sometimes there's trade night. But we don't often talk about behaviors. And so... When I think about hobby love, I love the hobby, but I also want to try to make it a better experience for others. And one of the things that's dawned on me is, you know, when you're going to these conventions, whether it be you're exhibiting as a dealer or you're coming as a patron, or as a customer collector, anyone and everyone who's done that has actually spent some sort of money and effort to get there. And this isn't going to be to, you know, recognize or say you should keep your receipts. My point is, you know, you didn't have to go. And you're going there because you most likely would like to be there. And to be fair, if you do it for a living, then you do it for a living. And if you are a customer and or a collector or patron, then that's also what you do. One of the things, and I'm laughing because, you know, for me, I feel like I'm a fairly outgoing fella. Um and it's not that difficult for me but we all you know hit a bump in the road or maybe you have your kids with you and like you get a little hangry or your kids are hangry or someone that you know went to the bathroom in their pants and they have an accident I mean, it's like all sorts of things that can happen but none of that should excuse being kind to each other to conventions so what do i mean let's show a little more hobby love i can tell you and i do this professionally i'll go up to some dealers and I'll see not only the way they've interacted with me, but like, oh, maybe they just don't like me. No, no, they're pretty cold to probably everyone. So this is a wake-up call. If you're a dealer and you're being standoffish and you're not picking up your head from your phone or you look angry when someone walks up, it's no good. It's a bad look for you It's a bad look for our hobby, and no one's winning. Because remember, the person on the other side, even if it's just someone who's 11 years old, they probably didn't drive there themselves. Once again, getting back to someone has taken their effort and their energy and their money, and they're at the convention. So I often feel that we at the card shows as as dealers, you know, there's like this unrealistic expectation. like, hey, if you walk in, You should be spending money. You don't realize they already have admission, gas, tolls, the lunch they're now going to eat away from their home. So show a little hobby love, and this kind of comes to my next point, which, you know, they go hand in hand. Instead of being standoffish, you say, hi, but I wouldn't start with, hey, what are you looking for? Or... What do you need? What are you here for? Because those are all very salesy type remarks. Nothing wrong with that. I can tell you how I talk to people when they come up to the booth. How you doing, Jim? Oh, you are able to make it down to the convention today? That's awesome. Glad you're able to make it. Where are you from? Oh, is it your first time here? Well, really appreciate you coming on down. Oh, you know what? I haven't been here in years, that's so why I haven't seen you. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming down today. Let me know if you need any help. That's it. Sometimes I don't even say, let me know if you need any help, because they kind of assume, because of your easygoing nature, that if they have a question, they won't hesitate to ask you. But believe me, if you look at them like this, we're like, like George Cassandra used to do on Seinfeld. Actually, I think he was more, he would try to look angry at work, because people would think he was busy. I don't know if people are doing that. The card shows, but let me know if you're a Seinfeld fan in the chat because I still am, even though I haven't seen an episode a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's one of the best. Uh, so anyway, getting back to center, um, I, I think that we could be just a little bit more easygoing and recognize that for some people, it might be socially awkward for them to come up to a booth and to feel ignored to feel like you're angry to be there. And so you won't just be helping your own booth. You'll actually be helping everyone else who's at the convention, but not just dealers, actually all the patrons. Cause I mean, let's be candid, right? If you go to the grocery store and every single time you go to the grocery store, that same one, something gets messed up. And when you go to try to talk to someone, either the cashier or the manager or someone that can help you customer service, they're just nasty. Even if they help you, they're just not that nice. Show a little hobby love. It's going to go a long way. All right. Last thing on our 54th episode of Trading Card Therapy. If you folks don't know already and you're new, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to check out our other 53 episodes, you could do that wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple, and if you're more of like a YouTube person, we actually put every full length episode of Training Card Therapy, meaning with video, because of course, if you're listening to a pod like Spotify, doesn't, have a, doesn't necessarily have a video component. You can watch all of our Training Card Therapy uh, episodes with video on our Just Collect YouTube channel. That's just underscore collect. All right, last thing that I wanted to cover today. I recently got two different michael jordan items and one of them is a photo which i am going to talk about briefly on Layton's loft but now that leighton's loft is going to just be once a month on the first wednesday of every month i wanted to make sure i show this off today i do the best i can because it's an eight by ten and it's also slab by psa but i collect photos and when i say collect them i don't want to misquote but i believe in the last 15 years I've sold two photos. I know exactly which ones they are, and I miss them both a lot. Maybe in a future episode, I'll talk about which ones they are. Not today. I'm in a good one. Anyway, here is the Michael Jordan photo in question. I always love a Jordan Duncan photo. Okay. I'm gonna back up the camera just a little bit. But this one is really special because, of course, you know, you see the back of Jordan, they get the jersey. But, yep, yeah, do you see who, to, who is there to his left? That is not only number four spelled, Spud Webb, but one of the shortest NBA players of all time to ever play professional basketball. Well, what's mind-boggling to me is actually why I bought the photo. Spud Webb's hand, if you look at that, his right hand is outstretched trying to block Michael, and it doesn't look like he's going to be successful. His hand is legitimately above the rim and above Michael's. Hand at that moment, which is absolutely insane. So, this is why I like photos because I'm a sports nerd. And when you can take an iconic moment in time, not that this is iconic, but make no mistake, I'm not selling this one. And you know, maybe I'll get Crosby interested in photos and we'll start buying some photos together. For those that don't know who are listening to this for the first time, Crosby is my nine year old son. He is not currently collecting anything very seriously. That, of course, could change at any moment. All right. And the last thing I want to show off today, um, I am not from this era. I didn't collect a lot of game-use jersey cards, a lot of autograph cards. I love them all. I collect basically Griffey and Jordan. And I got this recently. It's a legendary jersey card of Michael Jordan from 2001 Upper Deck. And it's I like this because it's a triple-color patch. And it's also graded PSA 9. But I really love the image of Jordan. He's smiling. I like the way the jersey's next to it. It just really hits me. So I hadn't picked up a card like this in a very long time. And I wanted to share this with you, the hobby, today. So please, if you picked up anything cool recently, it doesn't have to be a card could be a photo, could be a piece of memorabilia. I would love to hear about it. Let me know in the comments. And with that, we're going to wrap up our 54th episode of Trading Card Therapy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.